With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. say real rock from the rock an unusual musical happening in a most unusual place the state prison i got a letter from the government the other day i opened and read it it said they were suckers they wanted me all right welcome everyone to tando radio show brought to you by black talk radio network this is your host david wren aka dave from la just want to thank you all for listening today is july the 2nd 2015 it's a thursday Hope everything is going well for you, and we are having a live show today, and I am truly appreciate appreciative of you all listening and supporting uh, Black Talk Radio Network, all the programming that's there, including Tando Radio Show. So I would say uh, please share Black Talk Radio Network with all of your friends and family, because this is a network that is for you and is bringing information that affects you because no one else really cares about what it is that we think, nor do they think it's important to give us the truth of things. But that doesn't have to be the case. We don't need mainstream media to uh, serve us. We can serve ourselves, and this is what we do here at Black Talk Radio Network. So I would say, please support the network, and if you can make a monetary donation there, that would be great. That helps the effort with everything that's uh, we're maintaining the programming, and to ensure that your voice and your agenda is paramount and put first. So also, go to Tando Radio Show on Facebook. Give us a like while you're there. Share our uh, page and our program with your friends and family as well, and we would greatly appreciate that. So we're going to jump right into this show today. So much is going on, you know, it's, it's, I hate to say that because there's always something now, but it is, this is, you know, very strange times in which we live in, uh, and I think that it's something that we're going to have to really get used to because things are going to continue to unfold. This is going to be a summer to remember, and I would suggest anyone, if you have young people or if you're just inclined to keep a journal this would be a great time to document the overall sentiment, the overall feelings, and what is going on in the in the world, in the in the country, in your neighborhood, in your in your state. This would be a great time to start journal to start a journal and to record this because, believe me, in the future, your when you chronicalize the happenings of now. This is going to be priceless in the future towards uh, for his for the historical content in which that you would be writing and it and you know it's not something that you have to do uh professionally just 
you know, start jotting things down, and I think it was, it's going to be quite important for us to do that. We definitely should be doing that. And I appreciate Black Talk Radio Network, Scotty, and everyone that is on the network because they are creating a digital and a footprint of this time that we're going through now, and it should be recorded uh, by people with outside of the mainstream media that will serve the agenda but will actually speak to some of the truths or the truths that they recognize and they see uh, in bringing those forward so we can get a better perspective so that the future can get a better perspective of how we were fleeced economically, politically, socially, culturally uh, by a very a few people so that they won't make the same mistakes that we have made or for them to actually emulate some of the great strides that we will make because I believe that's right on the forefront we will be making some great strides so that being said today I wanted to talk about the Trans-Pacific Partnership what is it Um, we already talked about what it is but the, the thing that is important is who's in control of it and what is the what course are they setting? What's the global course that they are setting? Because this is definitely a course that's being engineered by many. So we um, we need to definitely talk about this. Wow! Uh, just uh, Cece sent a. A breaking story from four hours ago. A woman in Washington dies from measles, become the first U.S. death from the disease in 12 years. Wow. Someone said, get vaccinated. What? Man. But okay, I'm going to post that inside. Of, it, well, it's posted there um, in Tando. It's under uh, CC Mc... Well, no, CC put this. It's on the side. CC Harris... Check out that post. Uh, you definitely want to read that. I'm going to repost it also uh, a little bit later in the show. Uh, I can't believe somebody said get vaccinated. Cheer out your mind. So, okay, so today we're going to talk about what is the overall global effect of Trans-Pacific Partnership and what is it that they want and why is this being done now? Well, it's a very lengthy it's it's it has many legs and it, it's been around for a very long time uh, because actually what the Trans-Pacific Partnership does is it gets rid of all competition in any form and it's really the what they they've made a politically correct way to say the one world government or the new world order. It all stems from the corporations and those that control the corporations. Because the corporations is the engine of the economy, and it's essential for the overall development of nations, development of communities, development of culture, and the overall survivability of mankind in general now, because we are all on the on an economic system that man has created because we have ignored and walked away from the ecosystem that the great creator God Almighty has created. We thought that man had a better system. And even though we were born into this system, we had no consensus in this. They didn't have our consent 
to do all of this, but as you become of age and we start to learn things, uh, we have fully uh, uh, bought into this system without vetting what the agenda is and what the real purpose and design of the system is. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we have a video from a a gentleman that I think that is uh, is well versed. And if you ever get a chance to read some of uh, Chris uh, Hedges' work, you definitely want to do it. He has some great books out. Um, he's been a journalist for for many years and, and a very very critical uh, journal journalist that ha- maintains. I think the journalistic creed that uh, all journalists should take, because you know, in a in the in the scope and base of things, the journalist, the freedom of the press is the most important first I mean, right uh, that man has given on paper to his citizens, and it is so important that that freedom of the press is taken very seriously because it is the, the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights for a very good reason. It's because because of the information that people can receive, they are a, they, that's where they are able to exercise their free will based off of the information that they receive. So now, in a world where the press has been subjugate, subjugated and has been infiltrated, by the very same people that would establish a trans-Pacific partnership, now everything is propaganda and there is no real journalist. Well, Chris is one of the few. He's a uh, Pulitzer Prize winner uh, journalist, and he is one of the few journalists that I would say this generation has left. There There are some, but to me, Chris is on the forefront and he is someone that you you really should follow some of his work, read some of his uh, books, and read some of his uh, writings, because Chris pretty much gives it to you straight. So I want to introduce Chris to uh, the Tando Radio listeners, and hopefully we can get Chris on the show in the future. And I don't think that we're going to have a problem doing that, Brother Dave. Uh, because, I got a quick question because you sent yeah. me you sent me two videos. So is is it the one you want me to play? Is the how to defeat the TPP? Oh no, no, that one uh, we could play that one a little bit later, Scotty. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Um, so play the other one you sent me earlier today. Yes, play that one first, um, and then you know we could play that one a little bit later. Uh, sorry about that. I won't, that won't happen again because that was. Something that I, I thought I sent and, and I didn't. Uh, so yeah, let's play the, the first one that I sent this morning. Okay, here we go. So okay, we're going to jump into this, and I want you to really pay attention to what Chris had, says because uh, this is a brother that speaks the truth. So we're going to go ahead and play the video now. Mr. Hedges, my first question will be about the elections next year. Um, we're seeing this again, Bush versus Clinton, like a dynasty versus another dynasty. Is this election or is it a choice without no actual choice for the Americans? It's a choice without any actual choice. Uh, and we can, it doesn't really matter, you know, whether it's Rubio or Bush or whoever. Uh, and we see that uh, through the complete continuity in terms of all of the major policies 
from the Bush administration through the Obama administration. Uh, we can start with the Middle East, Ukraine, Wall Street, um, the assault on civil liberties under the Obama administration has actually been more egregious than under the Bush administration. Uh, power does not reside in the White House, it does not reside in the courts, it does not reside in the legislative bodies, it does not reside in the press anymore, it resides uh, in corporate headquarters. And uh, what we've undergone is a kind of corporate coup d'etat. So, you know, elections are a kind of political charade. Um, you know, they're a game. Uh, they're about uh, making American voters uh, feel a certain way about a manufactured personality. Uh, that's why Hillary Clinton's estimated to spend $2.5 billion. Uh, and, and getting these people to confuse how they are made to feel with knowledge. Obama was very successful at that. Um, uh, but in terms of actually affecting the engines of power, uh, which are corporate dominated, it makes no difference. So there is no, that's no matter of being someone being preferential in this case, either Democrats or Republicans. Both of them are the same side of the coin, right? Well, they both serve corporate power. Um, there are differences. I won't deny that in terms of issues around gay rights or abortion or uh, you know, what I would call kind of social, at least in kinds of tangential political issues. Um, so there are differences, but on all of the uh, issues that count, uh, they're completely the same. And uh, I think we have to understand that under the Clinton administration, uh, in essence, Clinton transformed the Democratic Party, and a wing of that party used to represent the working class transform that party into the Republican Party and then push the Republican Party so far to the right it became insane. That's how you have presidential candidates like Huckabee and others uh, running around preaching creationism, things like this. Um, so there is a kind of utter disconnect with reality um, among that kind of lunatic fringe of the Republican Party. Uh, but neither Democrats or Republicans are going to substantially change the rise of this corporate oligarchy, the evisceration of the middle class, the evisceration of the working class is largely complete. Uh, nobody's talking about giving us back our right to privacy. I mean, we are the most watched, photographed, spied upon, eavesdropped, monitored population in human history, and I covered the Stasi state in East Germany. Uh, nobody's going to rein in Wall Street. Nobody's dealing uh, seriously with climate change. I mean, Obama drills like Sarah Palin. He's just opened up uh, the Arctic Sea uh, to shell oil, uh, you know, the death throes of the planet. None of that will change. Now, you mentioned uh, the issue of gay rights there. Uh, last Friday, when this Supreme Court made its ruling, I watched all networks in the United States drop the story of mm -hmm. terrorist attacks in Tunisia, Kuwait, and France. Mm -hmm and cover this extensively, um, which brings me to my point about ISIS. Um, do you think it's still that relevant to America? Do you think it's still the biggest enemy? And is there any strategy in place to fight that? I mean, it was quite telling that the story was dropped from all the networks. Right. Well, I mean, you know, television in the United States is just one vast soap opera. Uh, we just had this, you know, prison escape out of upstate New York. Uh, um, that's what they do, uh, and it's news as entertainment, and if it doesn't entertain, it's uh, ignored. Uh, and that's part of the corrosion of journalism, especially on the electronic airwaves. Um, in terms of ISIS, 
Um, well, we created ISIS in the same way we created al-Qaeda. Uh, when you brutalize a people, as we have brutalized Iraqis uh, now for uh, you know, over a decade, uh, you cough up a group like ISIS uh, in the same way that the saturation bombing in Cambodia produced Pol Pot. Uh, so you see, for instance, when they burn the Jordanian pilot in the cage, as barbaric as it is, uh, what we don't see as Americans are all those people who were incinerated in their homes, courtesy of American bombing. It's a cruder, of course, version of what we do, but morally it's the same. And unfortunately, since we are linguistically, culturally, historically illiterate in the Middle East, as we are in the Ukraine, uh, we believe that force rules and that applying more violence and more force is going to solve the catastrophic problems that we have created within the Middle East. And of course, it will only exacerbate those problems. I think. ISIS, and I covered al-Qaeda for the New York Times, that was my job, uh, out of Paris. And what we see with ISIS is that unlike al-Qaeda, they have probably 20,000 people with foreign passports, four to 5,000 are European passports. It's only a matter of time for those pr people to be sent back and do to us what we are doing daily to them. And that's very frightening. Um, that will, I think, further send the United States into a kind of death spiral which it's already in. I mean, Iraq as a unified country is never coming back. We've destroyed it. We've lost the war in Afghanistan. Um, you know, how many trillions of dollars I've lost count just utterly poured down a rat hole in an age when global, global warming threatens the, the species itself. Um, so it's folly, hubris, um, and, you know, and unfortunately the United States, especially after the Cold War, has uh, kind of been drunk on its own power and its own, uh, you know, ingestion of kind of nationalism, you know, nationalist frenzy. But those three attacks, Kuwait, Tunisia, and France, simultaneously, almost simultaneously, is this some, is this some kind of uh, alarm bell for the United States that they should be really cautious about this kind of threat? Well, ISIS should be an alarm bell. <laughs> I mean, the very existence of ISIS should have been an alarm bell. Um, I don't think that they, you know, the, the people driving the policy have a policy uh, other than to become more draconian in terms of, and indiscriminate in terms of their use of force. Um, yes, of course it should be an alarm bell, as the fact that ISIS has carved out an area the size of Texas should be an alarm bell. I mean, how many Iraqis live under, I think, what is it, 20 million, I think? Uh, you know, this has not happened since the creation of the State of Israel. And I would add that it has been created in much the same manner, where you have foreign money, foreign fighters, ethnic, severe ethnic cleansing, all of which the Israelis practiced, and this kind of mythical vision. In the case of ISIS, it's the 7th century caliphate that they're going to recreate. In the case of Israel, it's the recreation of the biblical land of Judea. Um, it's very, very similar, and not since the 1916 Sykes-Picot Agreement, which uh, the imperial powers drew up to divide up the Middle East between themselves, have we seen the map of the Middle East redrawn. It was redrawn in 48, and it's being redrawn now. And the consequences of that over the long term uh, will be quite uh, disturbing. We've already seen it in Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia is terrified, um, not so much because they think ISIS will invade. It won't but because there's so much sympathy for ISIS within the kingdom itself. Um, so, you know, let's go all the way back to the invasion of Afghanistan and Iraq. That set into motion this complete unraveling, and I'm worrying, I don't want to keep going back to the Ukraine, that that same kind of hubris, that inability to step outside of our own shoes and see the world from another 
perspective, which is what good diplomacy and good reporting should be about, is creating uh, you know very very frightened scenarios. But yes, of course, it should be it should be a warning sign. But I don't think they're hearing it or seeing it. Final question: As long as you mentioned Israel last week, we covered um, a report by the UN Commission about war crimes uh, committed by both Israel and right. Palestine during the last year's conflict. Um, obviously, the reaction from Israel was highly critical. Even the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, said that this report has nothing to do with reality. At the same time, this report was actually asking for accountability for the alleged war crimes, which are in abundance on the Israeli side, according to this report. Do you think there will be some kind of accountability? Do you think people will actually listen to a report conducted by the supposedly global organization uh, destined to deal with those things? No, those Israel can commit war crimes with impunity. I mean, egregious war crimes and every single U.S. senator, like a wind-up APAC doll, rises up to defend Israel's right to use artillery and tanks and naval power, naval shells and air attacks against a defenseless population that has no navy, no army, no command and control, no heavy mechanized units, no artillery, no, you know, nothing. And, uh, you know, under, and I was a war correspondent for a long time, Hamas's rockets are a war crime, they're indiscriminate, but uh, compared to the war crimes that Israel carried out, with hundreds and hundreds of dead, I think 500 children just from the last bombing alone, um, it, it is about, it is about the equivalent of comparing, you know, partisans in Eastern Europe's war crimes to the war crimes of the Nazis. Uh, I Israel uh, unfortunately has been largely because the United States uh, is unrestrained in terms of its ability to murder and that's really when you attack a, a population that cannot defend itself it is murder and I, I would also add that you know under the UN Charter if you, a defenseless population is attacked and or it's under the Geneva Convention and if that population reaches out for assistance and there is no assistance they have a right to defend themselves so you know those Rockets may have been a war crime in a sense that they were indiscriminate, but in international law, given that the, it was the Israelis that broke the ceasefire and the Israelis who, you know, in their horrible term, mowing the lawn, decided to kind of... And, and they bomb... You know, the other thing about Israel is that it, it bombs schools, it bombs water purification plants, it bombs uh, power stations. It, it consciously sets out to destroy the infrastructure itself, which is also a war crime. So... Um, for those of us who come out of the Middle East, the uh, utter inability on the part of the Obama administration to restrain Netanyahu in any way is quite disturbing, which is why I and many of us who care about the plight of the Palestinians are such strong supporters of the boycott, divestment, and sanction movement because it's the only weapon, I think, at this point we have left. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you very much for being yeah. with us. Thanks. Okay, so... I wanted to play that video because it's a very telling one and it talks really about where the real powers in this country lie. There are none. The whole world is a stage and they set everything up. And as, as Chris said, there is no presidential powers. And, you know, the powers do not reside with the person so-called that you voted for, if, you know, if that really mattered, like you knew, like you were able to authenticate the vote. But that is just the facade. And the real agenda is exactly what is happening with Israel and the Palestinians.
where a group of people hiding under a government flag is waging a war against defenseless people. Now, this is really what's happening everywhere because every war is just as that because 90% of, I'm sorry, 97% of the casualties of war are always innocent people, innocent civilians that had nothing to do with the war because that is who the elitists are really targeting. And they're using violence and they're using war as a political agenda and tool to get you to be to surrender your free will to them. And they have you say it's it's you're you're an American and, and it's time for you to fight this for for your country and everything. How foolish have we been to think that we were ever fighting for our sovereignty and fighting for our freedom when if you really look at it we've only been perpetuating the agenda that is against us it is a form of genocide by suicide we've been we've been in a constant battle for existence as free people humanity on this planet and we haven't really looked at because we haven't asked the question of who's in charge and why are things happening the way that they are and what are we going to do about it why have why has there been such a nationalistic great divide that has been placed against us against and then you will be placed against someone that you've never even met don't even know and you will call them an enemy of you of yours this is the a part of the agenda we're getting ready to go to a commercial break when we come back we're going to look into this trans-pacific partnership even more you're listening to tando radio show brought to you by black talk radio network we'll be right back after this quick french break You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back everyone to Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. It's your host David Wren, a.k.a. Dave from L.A., if you would like to get in on the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call, 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. You just put star 6 and then star 1 to prompt. Uh, if you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. So today we're talking about the Trans-Pacific Partnership. When Chris was talking about the power doesn't lie in the White House, it actually relies in, corp- in the corporations. We have been under fascist uh, corporate rule since the beginning of time. We're able to recognize that. Then there is something that we can do about it globally. But I'm going to tell you that one of the things that we're really going to have, uh, a uphill battle that we're going to have is that the corporations, what they will do is that they will institute 
a low-level form of slavery to where you will actually want all of the comforts that civilization and society can give you, at, even at the expense where you wouldn't even want to know how so-called your iPhone is made or any other product is made and, and what are the means and, and, and conditions that people are working on. You don't want to know those things. We don't want to know those, those things. All we want is to be able to make enough cash so that we can buy the things that we want to make our lives as comfortable and as entertaining as possible. And all of that comes with a price. You know, they came up with a great business plan with enslaving humanity. First of all, you ensure that the slave doesn't even know that they're enslaved. You keep them naked and you keep them ignorant to it all. Do not allow them to have the knowledge of what is really going on. Because once someone is aware of something, then immediately they start to think what is their moral convictions to it all and what is it that they want to do with it. How is it that they want to, to play into this? Is this something that they condone? Is this something that they, they'll be willing to support? See, when they get people in the state of ignorance is a bliss, that's the perfect and ideal person to be their citizens, a.k.a. their slaves. Because that person will never, ever question anything. And the thing about it is that you may think that you're getting, a, you know, ahead. You know, one generation, two generations may get ahead, but believe me, your grandchildren and your great-great-grandchildren will not be immune to the compromise of your morality in the stance that you've taken in the past. And this is the real problem in which we battle with daily. And it's here, it's right in front of our face, and it's going to become so real for everyone here that lives in the United States because now your your turn, your cycle of affluence being prosperity, social and, and civil prosperity and wealth is ending. And they're going to transfer that to someone else now. And now the labor in which has been so brutal in order to bring the comforts and the false and the facade of prosperity to others, you will now carry the plow. You will now be the ox in the labor of someone else's comfort. This is the overall direction that this is going and is purposely designed because it's cyclical. They will transfer this over from time to time because they have to in order to maintain their influence and their significant power. And this is quite disturbing, but this is the truth. And it has to stop somewhere. Someone is going to have to sacrifice to change this overall direction. Yes, 
Is it going to be difficult? Oh, without a doubt. Is it necessary? Yes. Is it, is, is something that is going to require great cooperation globally? Yes. Is, is everyone going to be on board? No. Because a lot of people have a vested interest in the overall economic paradigm in which you have the transferring of wealth. They have, they're, they're priced in. Not only are they priced in, they're benefiting it from it. They're benefiting from it. So they need this to continue at all costs and all means. And they will be willing to do anything to maintain the overall direction that the, that the economies of the world have produced the luxuries of this world. They're willing to sacrifice it all. But the thing that they're going to sacrifice, they want to sacrifice you. They want to sacrifice you. This is the crossroad that we have come upon. This is where the truth of our society meets the deception of our reality. And there's going to be some very hard choices that we're going to have to make. But can we change the system in which, in which we have been born into, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And it's so necessary. And we need not to focus all the time on how it should be done. The first fight has to be acknowledged why we have to do it. Because we've been thoroughly and completely lied to. And we are enslaving ourselves. And allowing someone to be the master of our energy and our lives. Because they can't do this by themselves. They need you to cooperate in order for this to continue. So, there's another video that I want to play. And I want you to pay close attention to with what Barack says about a new economy. And when we, after we play the video, we need to talk about what their plans is for a new economy. He's going to say it very early in the speech, the new economy. This is what we've been talking about here at Tando since we, we started the, you know, the broadcast. And now you're starting to see the actual unfolding and unwinding of the new economy. What is the new economy? And believe me, it's not something that is is in your best interest, nor is it in the best interest of your family members that names who have not been given yet. So we're going to go to this uh, video clip real quick, and it's quite telling. On Monday, the president signed fast-track trade authority into law alongside trade adjustment assistance. By signing fast-track trade authority into law, President Obama now has the power to negotiate trade deals without congressional oversight. And that power will extend to whoever the next president is. Before signing the law, President Obama praised how the laws will help the U.S. lead in global trade and declared it a good day. 
take a look. I would not be doing this, I would not be signing these bills if I was not absolutely convinced that these uh, pieces of legislation are ultimately good for American workers. I would not be signing them if I wasn't convinced they'd be good for American businesses. I would not be signing them if I did not know that they will give us a competitive edge in this new economy and that that new economy cannot be reversed. We have to embrace it. This legislation will help turn global trade, which can often be a race to the bottom, into a race to the top. It will reinforce America's leadership role in the world, in Asia and in Europe and beyond. If I didn't believe it, I wouldn't have fought so hard to get these things done. So this is a good day, and I want to thank everybody who's helped us get, it, uh, get to this day. So the president is convinced that this trade deal is good for American workers and American business, but we have no way of confirming that. And as Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Sherrod Brown pointed out after last week's vote, multinational corporations are certainly celebrating this new news. But the fact is the Trans-Pacific Partnership is not law yet. The president now has fast-track authority, but any trade deal will still have to pass a simple majority vote in both the House and the Senate. So what's the next move for opponents of the TPP? Here now to discuss what happens next with the Trans-Pacific Partnership is Ari Rabenhoff, the host of The Agenda on Sirius XM 127, and Curtis Ellis, Communications Director for Obamatrade.com and the American Jobs Alliance. And Ari, Curtis, great to have you with us. And, and it's great to have both perspectives. Curtis, you're a raving right-winger. Ari, you're a raving left-winger. I prefer a loony left-winger. Loony left-winger. Okay, cool. And, and I, you know, I, I suppose I have elements of both, but I'm more a, a loony left-winger. Um, and yet we all agree on this. This is, you know, how is Obamatrade.com coming? What do you see as, as uh, you know, the next move, Chris? Well, in the next few weeks, and I expect it will be in the next few weeks, President Obama will have concluded the, these negotiations. Now that he got his marching orders from Congress under the Trade Promotion Authority, he is now going to wrap up this agreement that's been negotiated for six years, and he's then going to have to show everybody what's in there. Uh, Nicholas Cage is going to remove it from the basement of the Capitol and show us the Masonic <laughs> secrets of the Trans-Pacific <laughs> Partnership. And then Congress, having dutifully surrendered its ability to amend this agreement, is either going to have to swallow it whole or spit it out. Yeah. Uh, Ari, your thoughts? It seems to me that this era of social media is a very different time than 1993 was. What's amazing to me is you watch President Obama give his speech at the White House today, and he's almost trying to lobby himself. This is a good treaty. I swear, I swear this is a good thing. It's, it's a smart thing. He's, and now he's going to have to show that treaty. And every piece of it, from the ISDS provisions, which we've spoken about, the investor state dispute provisions, down the line, are going to be seen by the American public. And they're not going to like them, because they're, conservatives, I, I bet, won't like the sapping of American sovereignty. Progressives won't like the problems with environmental provisions and provisions for workers. And then they're going to have to sell this to the American people. Unfortunately, Congress seems already bought off to this trade. Well, and, and let me add, progressives have a problem with sovereignty, too. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm an American, and, and I like my country having sovereignty. I like I, my vote counting. Yes, absolutely. And um, Jeff Sessions, uh, the leading conservative voice against this, he cares about American jobs and, and yeah. the destruction of American jobs. Uh, boosting the trade so, deficit so and everything else. going forward, on the right and on the left, what's going to be the strategy to stop TPP when it 
when it gets opened up? Because there is a 60-day window that we all will find out what's in it before it gets voted on. Well, we're going to start counting right now. Uh, started counting the day he signed it. Let's just see how many days it takes them to wrap up this agreement to, you know, which supposedly under fast track Congress gets to exert its authority. Then we go through and look at the 150 negotiating objectives that were set forth in the fast track bill and see how the president's ignored them all. Then we go through the agreement and we see how it destroys sovereignty, is a living agreement that can be amended or modified by the corporations, by the corporations by without, without congressional input or congressional approval. And then we look at what it does to the automotive sector, what it does to the manufacturing sector, what it does for pharmaceuticals, what it does to internet freedom. And as uh, Ari said, we pick it apart and make these people defend each one of these things since they decided they're not going to amend it. Well, then they better defend. So your strategy, and by the way, I, I have to say you're doing a great job on your website, Obamatrade.com. Um, I don't know if you've seen this yet. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um, you know, uh, Obama trade from a conservative perspective. What's so you're saying that, that your strategy is going to be light of day will sanitize it? Are your thoughts? Well, I think it's that it's pick it apart piece by piece by piece. And by the way, make every member of Congress who votes for it own it. Mm -hmm. own it in upcoming. They're going to have to vote for this treaty right next to an election year because of right. the way this window works. The, the earliest they're probably going to be able to vote on this is October. It might get pushed back a little bit depending on when the signing is announced. My for guess is it'll be just before the, the Thanksgiving or Christmas holidays. Right. That's a very good point. Yeah. It, the last time a trade agreement has been debated and considered in the midst of a presidential election, 1992, NAFTA, you had a Bush, a Clinton, and a wild card named Ross Perot. Who got 20% of the vote. Talking about issue. the giant sucking sound. Right. Now we've got, we may well have a Bush, we may well have a Clinton, and we have a wild card named Donald Trump who is outspoken against this. Well, and Bernie Sanders on the left. And, and Bernie Sanders. Yep. And look, every single one of these members of Congress are going to have to own every provision of this trade treaty. If you voted for Fast Track, you own it. If you vote for TPP, you own every provision, and you better be willing to address that to your constituents. I've, I've, I've been talking to uh, a number of progressive hosts yeah. about this, and, and, and there's just this call for primaries. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. let's let's primary Ron Wyden. Let's primary Earl Blumenauer. Let's, you know, they... Look what I would... And I've got a list. Among conservatives right? as well. And this is what happened in 93. There yeah. were 30, Republic, uh, 30 Democrats who voted for this along with Bill Clinton in the House. And, and more than half, 16 of them, lost the primary election mm -hmm. the following year. Well, Patty mm -hmm. Murray wants to run for a leadership position. I think that should be a non-starter right now due to her support for TPP. And I think you're going to see a bunch of progressive groups say that when she steps up. No, you have shown us you, you're not responsible enough to be in Democratic leadership because you supported this trade treaty. And I think, I think you'll see her having problems against Dick Durbin if she chooses to run against him. Yeah, yeah. Although Dick Durbin, well, Dick Durbin did not vote for this. We've seen no. the special election going on in Illinois to replace uh, Aaron uh, Shock. Aaron Shock, yeah. the, uh, the Downton Abbey guy. Yeah. Uh, Ray LaHood, uh, son of the transportation secretary, right. is being uh, challenged by, in the primary by uh, Flynn. Um, and LaHood is backed by the Chamber of Commerce. But when he was asked how he would have voted on Fast Track, he lied. He said, oh, I would have opposed it. I would have voted against uh, it. Geez. So... We'll see where all this goes. Um, Curtis Ellis, Ari Ribbenhoff, great to have you both with us. Thank you. Okay, so there were some very important points that was mentioned in this video. And the key one that, you, that I really wanted you to pay attention to is when President 
pre- the president Barack says the new economy and when he says it cannot be reversed what was that new economy that can't be reversed and that was let me tell you these people will always tell you before they do something they always will tell you what they're going to do the key is are you listening and can you decipher what it is that they're saying and he definitely emphasized the new economy cannot be reversed what is that new economy that new economy is based off of we've been talking about it here they're not going to collapse the economy they're going to collapse the common man's economy that new economy is going to be the debt-based economy that is going to be destroyed they're going to allow the debt-based economy and everything that's attached to that debt-based economy to lose all of its value and all of its influence all of his promises, all of his obligations, and all of its equity will be lost. And in that debt-based economy, everything that you've ever saved and everything that you've ever worked for is grounded and anchored to debt. Your mortgage, your cars, your your student loan, your all your debt obligations, your savings, your four hundred one k, your stocks, your bonds, all the measures of wealth that you thought that you had have not been diversified at all. They've all been paper based, and the new economy will be asset driven. Because a person that's in debt holds no assets at all. It's virtually almost impossible to hold assets in debt. In this in in this way, in this time, in this paradigm that we're in now. Because most of our debt exceeds our assets. So there is a asset shortcoming. And these people know that because they engineered it and they've ensured that that would be the case before they pull the plug. And this new economy, as Barack said, will not be reversed. It can't be reversed. And that's going to have, and you're starting to see it unfolding in different parts of the world, Greece being one, but it started in in Cyprus. It started in 2008. started in... You know, it really goes back to 1971 when when Nixon took America, closed the gold window. It, it started even earlier than then. It started in 1933 when Roosevelt signed the executive order 6108. It continues all the way back to the 1866 when they tried it, when, when it was first introduced to bring civil rights before there was a Dr. King before there was a civil rights movement, there was a civil rights uh, uh, movement in 1866. It goes back to the very the day that the Constitution was written, 
and agreed upon even before then. And this economy was from that time has been stealing your true significant contribution of energy through labor. And the thing about the energy through labor is that as we get older, the labor that the energy that we were able to produce in our younger days as we get over, older will not be able to we will not be able to recapture or repeat it. And that energy is lost. And this is the new economy. The IMF say call it a global economic reset. Here in the States, they call it a new economy. But it's all driven in collapsing and destroying the debt bubble because they've allowed the, the debt to supersede the ability to service it. And to keep everyone here in this country in such debt and not even know because when you're in debt, you are a slave in principle. You're a slave in principle. And how they, even if you have no contractual debt, you have no mortgage, you have no car payment, no student loan, no credit card, there's still one debt that hangs over you that's larger than them all. And that's your need and your addiction for cash. So many of us save primarily only in cash. And that was designed and engineered to enslave you and they've done a very thorough job and now they know it's time to switch it and transfer the wealth because you have none of the assets that the new economy will recognize as significant but there is a there is a group of people outside of this country that have been told to prepare for that and to, to securitize these assets so that when the wealth transfer happens, that will transfer straight into their culture and into their society. In this way, the continuous act of enslaving mankind will continue. Everyone wants, no one wants to be a slave. Everyone wants to have one. And because you don't have the asset that the new economy will consider essential you will not be able to acquire it because you will be starting from a position without any advantage at all we were already cash strapped within this country by design and what they did was they slowly indoctrinated that chase we were always at the racetrack gambling for the for the chase of cash. We've gambled our mortgage. We've gambled, gambled away our future. We've gambled away our sovereignty. Individually, collectively, and nationally. It really doesn't matter what your business is. In this new economy, they have you right where they want you. Because no one is asking the right questions. 
No one is challenging the agenda. Everyone wants to be a part of it as long as it can make them comfortable and as long as it as it can give them the the the, the luxuries and the so called good life. And they will be they will sacrifice any and everything. So this new economy that is talked about is already here. But there are things that you can do, and I suggest that you do them. I highly suggest that you do them. Because it's not going to be something that you're familiar with or anything that you are have a strong base of knowledge in. It's always going to be something that has been in plain sight right in front of you, but you just didn't pay attention to it. Just didn't pay attention to it. So, a couple of other things that was important in this in this article is that, I mean, in this video, is that the president will be able to have fast-tracking abilities. They pretty much already have all of these, these things, but the, it was key to get you the general public to buy into their plan without resistance. See, the the weakness of their brilliant, benevolent scheme is that it requires you to cooperate. It requires for you to obey. It requires you to bow down. It requires you to kneel before because without you giving up your free will, which is what they're really after, a lot of people think it's, it's cash, it's, it's prestige, and it's, it's money. It's no. What they're really after is your most prized possession as a human being, and that being your free will, to execute your life. They want you to surrender that. Because in that surrenderance, you immediately become another man's slave. That's what they're really after. So we're getting ready to come up on a commercial break, but when we come back, there's a couple of very significant things that were said and things you need to look forward to and look to see them happening so that you will know exactly where we are so that you can prepare yourself and your family so that you will maintain the execution of your own free will. Your free will is yours. It should be not it should not be surrendered to anyone else. You listen to Tando Radio Station to Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break.
Okay, welcome back everyone to Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. And we're talking about the Trans-Pacific Partnership and some of the very recent events that happened uh, in regards to the fast-tracking because they're going to fast-track Trans-Pacific Partnership and they're going to, they want to legislate it because they realize that if they can get you to think that you're a part of the system, that means that they will get you to think that you can change the system by playing by their rules. They use this dramatical form of governance because they want you to think that you're included in anything, in everything. Because if they get you to think that your vote matters and that your voice matters and, and that your free will is adhered to and, and it's inclusive in that, then they know that they can listen to you and it's very easy for you to just talk and walk away and let someone else do it. That's the whole bait and switch with the political affairs and the political agenda within this within this country. Is they get you to think that you are inclusive and that you your vote matters and your voice matters and they are working for you and, and you are a part of a republic and, and a democracy where you can vote and participate in the overall economic system. And that's anything but that's the furthest thing from the truth. Because what it is that they're really doing is they're deceiving you. They're giving you magic. They're making you believe that you're inclusive and you're not. That's where their real power lies. Now, in the in the clip from Tom Hartman, they were talking about how it's about 60 to 90 days window before the Trans-Pacific Partnership, and they're going to have to reveal what's all in the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Oh, and they will. They will. But they know that you won't be paying attention because of a couple of things that's going to be happening. They're going to have events to pop off in this country and in this world that will garnish all of your attention and you won't even notice what they're doing at midnight, and especially around Christmas. The ev- when it came to the NDAA, and it came to all of the other draconious, the Patriot Act, they always did those signing those bills into law right around the Christmas holiday because you're, jo- you're full of, uh, of goodwill and jolly and full of eggnog, and you're not paying attention to what's going on. And then not only that, to enhance that, they're going to have the economic, the banking system to continue to deteriorate and take away and and to to grab your attention in a way that you won't be looking at what they're doing. This This has offered them great refuge in the past this is one of the tactics that they use and they're going to use it again because you're going to you're going to be distracted by all of the adverse news financial news and oh it won't be just a distraction you will have to respond to it and because we haven't prepared 
prepared for this, because we haven't asked the right questions, we will be in a state of reaction instead of a state of being proactive to prevent and to change these things. We will be scrambling to survive instead of scrambling scrambling or creating an environment in which we can prosper. You know, they what another thing that was, was brought up in this this whole clip was that the Congress persons and people that were voting yes on the fast track and voting yes on the Trans Pacific Partner, they should be held accountable. And that it's gonna be an election year. See, this is where they tell you exactly who they are and what they're doing. See, these people are also playing a role because they weren't really bringing any real solutions to this all. They are a part of the engine because it's right in front of you. And you have to be careful when people talk about when they bring you the problem, they don't really bring you the solutions to things. They're talking about an election years and they they should be you know voted out of office you know that's exactly what they want you to do because you never had a vote that was counted and mattered anyway that's a pacifier for you there is no voting that's needed it should be like ice uh, 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 Iceland these people should be going to jail these these people should be held accountable they should be brought up on on charges arrested and placed in jail and their war crimes should be there should be legal recourse against their war crimes there should be legal recourse against their fraudulent system against their ponzi schemes but see no what with 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 the mainstream media produces is they say vote them out and guess what nothing ever changes because you're playing by their rules, and they rule. It's not a vote that you need. A vote won't solve any of this. It's actually creating this. And until we think anew and we think differently and we do something different, what we should be doing is reaching out. We should be traveling around the world, reaching out to different people of the world, in establishing alliances of humanity. But see, that's a difficult thing to do in this time because there are so many people that are still asleep and they're, they're right into this paradigm and they believe in it and they will give their life for it. Those are some of the challenges that we're going to have to face because that's the truth of the matter. We were all born into this deception. We were born into this mark of the beast. We were born into it, we facilitated, we've assisted and cooperated, we've aided and, and we've abetted it. At some point we need to turn our back on it, the most powerful thing that we can do. Because it won't be able to stand without your energy. It won't be able to maintain its stronghold without your participation. And it won't be able to continue to cross-pollinate without your voice. So, the only thing that really solves 
these issues if we take real steps. Dismantle the whole system. Dismantle it all. And there's there are definite ways in which to do that. But until we start asking the right questions, until we make a commitment and understand that we've been thoroughly and completely lied to and manipulated, nothing will change. So many of us think that we die from natural causes, physically die from natural causes, and we don't even realize that we've been murdered. Nor do we look at it as such. So many of our friends and family and loved ones that we thought had made the great transformation naturally, it wasn't at all. And that's what is at stake here. Not only is it our, our physical existence, but there's something about our harmonic frequency. And when that frequency is changed, when, even when we make this great transformation, this is what I think, that how we resonated here follows us where we, as we continue in, you know, after the great transformation. And I know one thing, I don't want to take the low frequencies that I've learned here to follow me in my furtherance of my existence in eternity. So, we have great cause to change. You know, it's so often we, we find a moment of love throughout our lives with people that we care about and we fail to make a commitment to continue that not only with certain individuals but with everyone that we meet. And because we do that, we place ourselves at a great disadvantage and we're actually jeopardizing our overall spiritual and physical lives. Because if you don't have room to love, then you have a desire to hate. And you will give every excuse thinking that you are in a state of love, but really, you're in a state of constant battle we're always at someone's throat we actually want to fight we actually want to to be destructive in nature and it's a part of the symptoms of our lives because we've surrendered our existence this this is not organic as to who we are this is a genetically modified existence that we bought into. And we're going to have to take back our existence. It's so important that we take back our existence. Individually, collectively. Because once that happens, then our eyes can be open to everything. And never again can we fall for the, for the old slave trick. You work for me today and every day and I promise I'll give you something later that's a scam and for, for so long we've been scammed so that was 
some of the points that I wanted to share with you all uh, from the, the two videos. I posted them inside of Tando. If you have any questions or comments, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. We'd love to hear from you. What do you think? What do you think about the new economy? Where do you think it's going? And we're definitely going to talk about that, but before we do that, we're, I, I want to continue to talk about some of the things with the Trans-Pacific Partnership. What is it, and, and how does it affect us? Well, some of the other things is that I posted inside of Tando, there's an article that says, Leaked Trans-Pacific Partnership papers show the U.S. pushing drug companies' rights. And this is an article that you definitely should read. Let me pull this up here. Because they always tell you before they do it. And this is from uh, the New Zealand uh, Herald, uh, the business section. And it says, uh, TPP leaks shows drug company push. The Trans-Pacific Partnership seeks a trade agreement spanning the Pacific Rim currently involving 12 countries, New Zealand, Australia, United States, Canada, Japan, Singapore, Malaysia, Brunei, Vietnam, Chile, Peru, and Mexico. A draft part of the Trans-Pacific Partnership deal leaked to political websites suggested that the U.S. is demanding increased protection for pharmaceutical companies. Stop right there. Increased protection for pharmaceutical companies. Restricting access to the lower cost generic versions of drugs that agencies such as the New Zealand Pharmaceutical Buy. Pharmacobuy. What are they really saying increase protection for the pharmaceutical companies when you've always thought that the government was working for your protection no 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 the government is just a front company for the illegal and organized crime that sets their agenda the Governments that you see and all, you know, from the Senate to Congress and where they conduct business, that's a front business. That's a front business for the behind-the-scenes illegal, uh, uh, organized crime that goes on throughout this world. It's nothing different than the dope man deciding to get a candy store as a front. This is where they learn. What do you think that more protection for the pharmaceutical companies? Who are they going to protect the, pharma, from the pharmaceutical companies from? They're going to protect the pharmaceutical companies from you. From you. Being able to sue them. Being able to not use their drugs and get rid of some of the essential oils, the, the, the herbs and, and the natural uh, ways in which the great creator has, has placed every cure for any disease that man could ever create is, is made into a herb that, that God has created. 
They want to get rid of that. This is why they want to have a deforestation of the Amazon. This is why they want to deforest. They want to have a, a cutting down of a lot of our natural ecosystem. They want to destroy the ecosystem. They want to cement and pave everything. So, they want to protect the pharmaceutical companies. They want to protect them from you. They want to maintain and ensure that the technology and the overall direction of the pharmaceutical company can get mankind back to a state where they will not execute their free will at all. They want to sedate your free will. They want to sedate your free will so that you will not have a choice in anything. You will be programmed to respond. They want to increase transhuman experiences. They want to take out your free will. And what's the best way to do it? Through a synthetic drug. Change your DNA and your RNA. And your overall chemical balance, which maintains your sanity, will slowly wither away. And once that happens, their overall program of giving you the so-called mark of the beast will be complete. You will no longer be human in nature at all. This is the overall agenda. So let's let's see what else this says. The draft of the copy the draft copy of the intellectual property chapters of the trade agreement as it stood on May 11th before the Guam negotiating uh, round includes what is known as a patent excuse me, hold on linkage provision which would prevent regulators in the TPP countries approval, approving genetic versions of drugs whenever there were an unresolved patent issue. The Washington Post, man, listen, you see what they're doing? This is the slow progression to get rid of all the generic drugs first. See, they don't really care about the generic drugs because the generic drugs are theirs also. But what they want to slowly get away and, and they want to slide this Trans-Pacific Partnership in because the first thing that the pharmaceutical companies are going to do, and if you know anything about the pharmaceutical companies, they were first known as the Bureau of Chemistry. And one of the first things that they enacted, they wanted to go from being the Bureau of Chemistry because they wanted to get rid of, well, since... A lot of people in the early uh, 20s and in uh, the early 30s and in the teens, they were using natural remedies for everything, and they wanted to get the people off of the natural cures that God had created, and they wanted to get them on their patented synthetic drugs. And see, since they didn't create a lot of the the natural uh, uh, herbs, they couldn't patent them. But what they could always patent was the synthetic drugs that they were making. So they had to come up with a scheme to get rid of our dependency and to break the dependency on the natural side of things. 
So what did they do? The Bureau of Chemistry changed itself to become the FDA. The first thing that they attacked were all the natural ways of doing things. The very first thing that they got rid of was colloidal silver. That's why the FDA was instituted and developed. Because it was a group of drug pushers that went to government officials, paid them off to start a new agency that was specifically and primarily to protect the Bureau of Chemistry. And this is the evolution of that process now. Now not only do they want to suppress, now they want to get rid of it. They're going to make it illegal for you to use anything other than what their good doctor tells you to use. And their good doctors is going to tell you to use the synthetic chemistry of the original drug pushers. This is the agenda. Because within those drugs, they have been able to use technology in the nanoparticle form through nanoparticle silver and nanoparticle gold that they can actually put their synthetic drugs and mix it in with the nanoparticle silver and gold which your body will never ever reject it's just like opening a door to your cells it never rejects it has the key to your, to your deep cells and it will penetrate the deep cells and what will happen when the quality of the nanoparticle silver that's mixed with these chemical and the nanoparticle gold that's mixed with these synthetic drugs, what will happen? They will reach the depth of your DNA and RNA. This is the agenda. And this is the dangers of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Because you lose all sovereign means of protecting yourself. You no longer, and if you're no longer sovereign, then that means you're a slave. We have, let me go to, we have a caller in queue. I don't like to keep the callers waiting. Let me pull up. Welcome, caller, to Tando Radio Show. You state your name and say where you're coming from and what is your question or comment. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? This is Doc. Uh, Doc Texas. Hawkins, what's going and on? Hey man, look, look. I want to. I want to say something uh, about that, and it's it's crazy uh, when you look at the state of the youth right now. Right. For some strange reason, they consider twenty-five uh, or especially thirty-five old. Right. So so therefore, anything that pertains to history. Uh, you know, within that time period, within 25 to, you know, 35 years, let's just be fair about it and say over 30 years, uh, they, they consider it totally irrelevant, you know. So what they don't realize is that there are a lot of things that happened in the 80s that uh, if, if we know, we, we, would, we would understand right now that really what's happening now is just really a continuation. For certain events, um, what am I talking about? Like right now, as we speak, I am looking at, uh, and I had this, I had this thing ever since I were a child, a young teenager, 
and I knew by the way that things were going down that I should keep this, and I have it right now. It is an issue from Time Magazine, December 22nd, 1986. It is the, uh, I think it's the 128th uh, volume, issue mm -hmm. number, or number 25. It is it's titled Probing the Mess. And really what it and it has a picture of Oliver North on the cover. It is about, you know, the Iran Contra things. Right. Now, the thing that people don't realize, even the older cats, is that there has already been a transfer of power. I mean, you gotta know that uh, with, with, and this is something Dr. Cornell West points out all the time. He speaks about the transference of wealth. Yes. Well, it's my contention that you cannot have a transference of wealth without a transference of power. We don't look at the transference of power, so therefore we tend to look at the situation and we say, oh, well, you know, the, the government's protecting, you know, the, the pharmaceutical companies. In my in my view, I think really what it is is that the pharmaceutical companies are now the government. Are the because, government, exactly. Because that transference of, of, of power that came with the transference of wealth. So, and if you notice, and I, I challenge people to do this all the time, and they always come back and say, well, yeah, you know, you had a point. But try to find video. Now, you can, you can look at them on YouTube if they're still there. But try to find actual video of the entire uh, Iran-Contra hearings. You won't be able to find it. Now, no. the government the government has issued a one-CD, 60-minute synopsis of Iran-Contra that doesn't include any of the heavy information. So you got to ask yourself, with something that important, why is it that this, I mean, really, in, in, in America's history, in terms of video, uh, since video production were possible, this is the one of the very, very few times that this type of blackout has happened. And you got to ask yourself why. And I think it relates to the fact that um, they felt as long as they could prolong the waking up process of people saying, hey, you know what? This, you know, there was a transference of power. You know, we got a whole new different government. You know, I mean, what is that really about? You see what I mean? And, and then again, I mean, were either one beneficial to black folk? No, it's like choosing between Stalin and Hitler or Mao and Stalin. Point. Right, or, you know, yeah, so, I, you know, I'm just saying, just just step back and look at the situation because, y'all, they, man, I'm telling you, it's been around. Hey, I mean, if, I may, if I may add something more to what you're saying, Dr. Hawkins, this is Scotty, how are you doing behind these hey, enemy Scotty, lines? Hey, Scotty, what's going on, man? I'm doing well. How okay. about yourself? Okay, I'm doing well as, as can be possible. Um Listen, just to build on, because last program, um, I was talking about propaganda and some things that you said resonated with me. And you said, you know, how Dr. Cornell, um, uh, West, uh, talks about the transference of, of wealth. 
But the flip side of that, what you hear from these propagandists in, in like particularly right wing propaganda news, uh, you will hear them talk about the transference of wealth, but it's not from the poor to the rich. They flip it and say the wealth is being transformed from these job creators and they're being robbed and so right. that it can be given to poor people and, and stuff like that. So they, they play all kind of games in the media and then those poor white people that are not benefiting they'll be like taking up the cause for the wealthy people you know this is socialism this is communism and 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 all this and that and in the same way that they got poor white people to fight on the behalf of the plantation owner to go out there and slave somebody so this propaganda game they got propaganda game is strong yeah it it, it really is it's got and i'm glad you you know you, you chimed in on that because it's it's so true, and we have to break this. And this is what the, the efforts that you know that we have here at Black Talk Radio Network and in Tando. Because if we do not change who we give our energy to, because you know nanoparticle silver, nanoparticle gold is great for your body, but if you mix in the wrong stuff with it, oh my God, your body who naturally knows and naturally uh, um, has a connection with it will you will be able to poison the body much more effectively and efficiently. You know, because, uh, Doc, you still there? Oh, yeah. Now, Doc, you you know much about the nanoparticle, uh, uh, silver and gold, and how important that is. Now, when MIT game came out with a study earlier and saying that uh, that... That, that pharmaceutical oh man we're getting ready to go to a commercial break doc could you hold on for one minute uh we're just going to go to a quick commercial break because it's so important that our, our people hear from you uh on the importance of nanoparticle silver nanoparticle gold which i consider god's money and some of the other things uh, so you're listening to, to tando radio show brought to you by black talk radio network we'll be right back after this quick commercial break you just can't stay wrong or right. A woman's life is love and a man's love is life. So if we part ways, see you in my dying days. Sam and denial like it's Africa. Won't accept my goal to be a legend. No accurate for all my years. Been practicing to be the only master of a numerous flows. The woman they show. See, the future looks bright and I thought you should know. I'ma never stop on this road like a car with its brakes blown. Drop a gun out the window on this song. Blasting while I'm smoking potent pimp from my bomb. Distorting all hope through a kaleidoscope. Asking what's real like I should know. Like I should know. Huh. Like I should know. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network for live programming schedules. Visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back everyone to Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. And we are talking about the Trans-Pacific Partnership and as uh, we have uh, Scotty and, and Doc Hawkins have chimed in, and I'm glad that they have because, you know, Doc Hawkins said something that was, was so true, was transferring of the wealth has to first start with transferring of the power. And that is so key to this whole thing because it's, it's power. You know, they don't know the power of love. They just love power. And, and, so, uh, and on that, if, if I may just interject, I forgot about, he said, the transference of power. So what 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 is the propaganda message being sent out to the masses of people? We know white people are are you know the the uh, numerical 
majority in this particular country. And so what's the message being sent to them? Well, the same message that was sent to Dylan Roof, the terrorists that ran mm-hmm. up in that church. We're losing our country. You're taking right. over. So now they're not. And so those white people is focused on black people instead of focused on them people you know that that's uh up there in washington dc and the ones who control those politicians puppet strings so again this misdirection um is not by accident no and as a matter of fact let me highlight let me highlight what the brother just said in in in, in, in hood terms I'm going to explain this in other times, right? Now, uh, like Garth Brooks said, I got friends in other places, too. So I've seen some things. Now, uh, I know a few people who knows uh, several white people, you know, who are also hood, but they clean up very nicely. And they will go inside a department store or any other type of store and while the staff are watching the black folk, the white folk are there robbing them blind. Yep. Okay? So, and they, they've done this to Walmart. I mean, you'd be surprised. You'd have, like, someone walking, well, I'm not going to give up the game like that, but but anyway, you know, they, they, they're worried about the wrong thing. Uh, we've learned our own type of diversion tactics. We've learned from the best. And one thing that, that the wolves, as I call them, are very good at is putting people against people and people against Ooh. people and people against people and people against people. They are masters at that. Well said, well said, Doc. That is so true. And I'm glad that, you know, Scotty, because, uh, you know, you made a great point and, and Doc sealed it out because that's what it really is. As you gentlemen know, uh, we have more in common uh, with so many people around the world, but because of the distraction and, and because of the chaos and because of the 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 overall uh, uh, you know control and, and you know divide and conquer, we can never get past, or we can never see what we have in common, or see our real po- power that we have. You know, because there are some great people throughout this world, and they happen to be this or that. But if you really look at them, they are no different than you, but they've been taught and in, in, in schooled and educated and manipulated, manipulated and to think that there is a marked difference between you and this person here and that person there. And that is a great distractor, and it's, it's a great obstacle that we have to overcome. You know, Doc, one of the things I wanted to ask you, um, the, you know, because I was making a point about MIT came out with a study, uh, last year, last almost a year ago, year and a half ago, that said that nanoparticle silver, I mean nanoparticle gold, can offer doctors in the pharmaceutical company um, much more of a benefit because n- the nanoparticle gold will actually allow the drugs that a doctor would prescribe to be more effective in their patient's body. Now, you know, Doc, the importance of nanoparticle gold and nanoparticle silver when it's used in a benevolent way. So if if you could, for some of our listeners, just what's the importance of the nanoparticle silver and nanoparticle gold? Well, well I'll put it to you like this. Uh, think about it in terms of, now let's look at gold first. Think about it in terms of melanin. 
And I think that the brothers on uh, Hidden Colors 2, the second one, they pointed, they pointed out very uh, eloquently how, uh, how people with melanin become addicted to uh, substances, you know, whether legal or illegal drugs, uh, at a higher rate oftentimes because of the, melan uh, the, the, the molecules of melanin. And how they have certain, you know, receptors that that attract other certain chemicals. Well, really, what that what MIT is saying, and actually that MIT study, were uh, it was was really a uh, a trickle down study, in my opinion. The real study came from the NIH, the National Institute of Health. That was the real study, the original study that MIT said, hmm, maybe these guys have a point. Let, let us look into that. But the NIH went as far as to actually tell you what you needed to make the gold, you know, for, for in a healthy way or how you could use it as a weapon. They explained that very well in a very long and tiring article. And, you know, of course, most people uh, didn't read it. Because in fairness, most people didn't know it existed, and you know, so when when you look at it in that in that light, it's kind of like a gun. You know, it can it can be used either way to help or to harm. It can be used to protect you, or it can be used for something else. And uh, certain people, uh, and I'm kind of watching what I say here, but yeah. certain people realize. Uh, the the you know both uses of the gold. Now as far as silver goes, I'll, I'll read something to you, and and I want you to take this to heart because I actually know the scientists wrote the book and the scientists at American Biotech Labs as well. Okay, that they created a patented a patented colloidal silver. Hmm. All right. Now the nanoparticles aren't you know as small, so they try to downplay the importance of, you know, uh, a nanoparticle that's 10 nanometers. Oh, and by the way, MIT and uh, uh, the NIH and other organizations, when they were speaking about gold, they were speaking about nano-gold particles that were at least 50 nanometers in diameter, which is still relatively small. It's not like 2 nanometers, but that's still pretty doggone small. You know, especially for gold because you need higher voltage. But but anyway, now uh, this gentleman here, and and this is something I can show and prove very easily because I have letters from the uh, the FDA and letters from the AMA. You know that was sent to me and sent to some of my colleagues in uh, uh, the year two thousand and eight. You know, and also uh, the year two thousand and five. But, but listen to this very closely. Now, uh, this is Dr. Howard Fisher, and uh, his book is called Nature's Silver Bullet, Killing the Fear Factor. Right here he states uh, in the preface, by the time you reach the end of this book, you will understand that we no longer have to fear any microorganism. Colloidal silver has technologically evolved beyond its original formulation and has now became a nano nutraceutical. Wow. I'm going to say that again. So I'm going to say one more time because I want y'all to listen with the other ye. You know, those of you out there 
who, you know, would start to learn about these things. Listen again. All right. Now, he states, by the time you read the, uh, by the time you reach the end of this book, you will understand that we no longer have to fear any microorganism. Colloidal silver has technologically evolved beyond its original formulation and has now became a nanonutraceutical. Colloidal silver has been extremely effective at killing microbes. However, engineered silver nanoparticulate solution has never encountered a pathogenic microorganism that it has been unable to kill. Now, don't worry, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, one more time. Colloidal silver has been extremely effective at killing microbes. However, engineered silver nanoparticulate solution has never encountered a pathogenic microorganism that it has been unable to kill. Capisce? You, 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 you all get that? You see what the hell they're really telling us? It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's in your face, you know, but at the same time, they organize whole parades, whole shenanigans, whole events, uh, 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 so-called cultural events included, uh, festivals, marches, uh, 5K runs, 15K runs, etc. For cancer and AIDS and all this other shit, and then they tell you, they tell you, Dr. Robert Becker in the sixties, in the sixties, and I mean the early sixties, I mean nineteen sixty-one, proved that silver turned cancer cells back into normal cells. He proved it. He was the first one to time reverse uh, a disease, a pathogenic cell back into its normal state. Okay. And the military said, well, damn, you know, that's cool, but wouldn't that make a great weapon? But wouldn't it make a great weapon? Exactly. You know what and, and, but, 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 but you heard it, you know, and look, that, there you go. Take that however you want to take it, but, you know, I'm just a messenger here. I'm just a messenger. Just a messenger. You know, Doc, and, and, and the, the ubiquitous fraud, I mean, they have children, hospitals, uh, that's just for you know for, for different uh, ailments where the, the cures have already been there, and, and it's it's such it's such it's such great fraud. And because we don't search out, we don't ask the question. You know, we don't ask the question. Wait a minute, this this is not right because we've turned off our third eye. We've allowed it to be calcified. You know, and it's there are people that have some real products that can do you much in in this world it's essential you know um, you know just like some of the products that you have the for the water purification that now, 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 David, could I say something else please of course. Uh, to, to, because you know I think this is really important and I want to be fair about what I just said because that that those are some pretty bold statements you know, that, that I read out of Dr. Fish, Fisher's books and those that I made of the NIH, but you can actually, of course, you can Google that. Yeah. I mean, you, you can Google what I said about the NIH. As a matter of fact, uh, anybody that has uh, 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 any real desire to know 
and uh, you know, if you can't find the satisfactory information online, uh, last I checked, which was about a month ago, uh, it was still on the National Institute of Health website. So unless they took it down within the last month, you can still find it. And this is an old study. Now, the, the Dr. Becker that I was telling you all about earlier, that time reversed cells and prove that silver turns cancer cells back into normal cells. Well, he used an electro process. And it is with these electro processes that you create nanoparticles in the first place. You can't do, you can't create nanoparticles, whether it's gold, platinum, silver, tin, iridium. You can't create it without scalar energy without electricity it's impossible you got to have those particular turns now gold and platinum takes higher voltage than than silver regardless of what those bootleggers online or on facebook will tell you some of these white boys i've seen them you know they use a car battery right. and they connect the car battery to a small piece of gold and they tell you oh well, this is the best product on the planet uh you know uh, uh, you don't need all of that fancy technology. Yes, you don't you need do. that high-tech equipment. You know, I can do that with this car battery, and that's hogwash. You right. see, so, so anyway, what I'm getting at is that he also, Dr. Dr. Becker, uh, and he, he has two books that are, well, he has more than two books, but Cross Currents and The Body Electric. They are your friends get them on, on Amazon. Those idiots don't know what they have, and they sell those books so cheap. They don't realize those books are classics, among classics, among classics. But anyway, he was also... Oh using cross what? Cross Currents. Cross, cross Currents, okay. Yep. And what, cross Currents, yeah. C-U-R-R-E-N-T-S, mm -hmm. and uh, the second one is the Body Electric. Got you, okay. Okay, now, now y'all check this out, and you'll see this later, you know, when you get the book or... Uh, there's a couple of videos on him on YouTube. Some of the information cut out thanks to YouTube. But uh, he was the only doctor in America's history that I know of, and according to the FDA, the AMA, the NIH, and others, that actually uh, that actually regrew amputated limbs, not only Ooh. in animals but in humans. He was the only one. Okay, he was the only one. And take a while, guess how he did it? He didn't just use electrical stimulation, but he used the electrical stimulation of gold. Wow. And as you study the NIH's uh, references that I'm telling you about that predated the MIT studies, you'll see that's exactly what they're telling you. They just didn't. They just didn't mention Dr. Becker. But they what they say is that to create the best product the best nano gold product and they mentioned specifically you must have nano gold just regular colloidal gold ain't gonna do it you gotta right. have you gotta have a you gotta have a particle that's smaller than the molecules in your body remember atoms make up molecules molecules make up cells if right. your if your molecules are let's say the size of a dime you don't want a molecule or, or a uh, a uh, particle that's the size of a dinner plate it's not going to do you any good. You have to have a small enough particle. And what they go on to say is that when you have that small enough particle, you have to subject it to high, very high 
voltages. And if you want to go to the next level, you must learn to use plasma itself to stimulate the gold. And then when that gold is transferred to any part of the body that's having issues, that the gold somehow mysteriously repairs that part of the body. Wow. These are their words, not mine. Look it up. Look it up. But they are actually telling us that. So anyway, you know, this is obviously a small slice of the overall picture. Now, so we got to ask yourself then, when we talk about this transference of power, what all that entails, of course that includes the medicine, because I'm telling you, I believe the pharmaceutical industry is the real government now. Yeah. That's what I believe. Yeah, and, 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 and there's good evidence to... to to see that because everything that they do, uh, it's it's underhanded, and but the means, motive, and opportunity. Who has the means, the motive, and opportunity, and who gained from it, uh, is is always where you can find uh, what it is. See, this is why it's so important for us to have Black Talk Radio Network and, and have shows like Tando. I mean, where else could you get the information? That, this isn't in mainstream media. Now, Doc, th- th- like some of the uh, recently looked at your, your your website with some of, you know, because we're having some real water issues throughout this, this whole country, um, really, and, and throughout the world. And you, you have some products that are, that could really uh, uh, benefit, you know, especially people here in Southern California and in California. And that's some of the nanotechnology that you use with some of your uh, water banks or, or your water uh, um, uh, tanks. Water yeah, themselves, absolutely. Uh, you, you know, and I thank you for for, for bringing that up, uh, David. I appreciate the shout out. Um, uh, I, I wasn't going to say anything about this, but I'll just put it in a in, in a maybe sense. All right, but what if? And again, just if, what if the Army contacted me a week and a half ago and mm-hmm. asked for a one-year supply of my comedic God solution with the gold, silver, and platinum? What if that's the case? What if I just shipped that to them? What if we started coming up with bigger volumes of of the uh, of the gold solution, silver solutions. I'm talking three thousand gallon tanks. I'm talking twelve thousand gallon plus tanks filled with these liquids to ship to people, organizations, and 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 individuals who who are preparing. What if that's the case? Now this is something that David's seen. All right, so I'm just saying people. People that that are really preparing beyond the rhetoric, beyond the talk, that are really actually investing in it, they're coming to the people who actually have the technology. And I encourage you all, now is a good time to employ yourself. Ooh, yeah. It really is. Now, you're talking black empowerment? I mean, look, stop being scared. Do it for real. Do it for real. Now is the time to do this, all right? Because here, pretty quick, uh, you know, you don't wish that you had made some 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 money to actually build what you're talking about. There's too many cats that talk about it, but they won't even take the first step. 
And 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 all I'm saying is that it, it, with the crisis in not only in Cali, but in places like Detroit. Yes, Detroit. Yes, Detroit. which has fell under the loss. Uh, system to the UN. The UN controls the waterways in Detroit now. It's, you know, Doc. I posted um, ancient water restoration inside of Tando Radio Show. Um, so, uh, well, I already said what the website is, but tell us how they can actually, um, you know, purchase some of the things that you have, especially if you're a, you know, because this is, you know, we're, we're into preparedness and really into prepping. And I'm going to place it into RDP and um, and the other group that we have. Doc, tell us about uh, what it is that I, you have I, I, because I, I, we only have like three two minutes left, and, and we need to get this out. Okay, now David, if you don't mind, uh, yeah, I want to hold off on that. Oh, oh okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. okay. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, you know, and that's why we've been moving a lot slower with this because there have been a lot of opposition. Okay, there are people actually trying to stop this and snoop around and all that stuff. And uh, look, okay. all I'm saying, my people, is that if you were serious about about going to the next level and becoming part of the solution, we have a major, major catalyst. And there are presidents. Of, of different countries, there are presidents of uh, black chambers of commerce in different states here in America, different African countries who are sick of it too. They know, they know that we better we better start competing in the in the global economy. Listen, our situation right now was bad enough. All right, and we, how long have we had had access to the dollar? The dollar is about to be gone. As a matter of fact, certain countries have already, certain uh, continents have already banned the use of the dollar. Yeah. Right. So, so with that said, uh, what do you think is going to happen if we we're not in, we're not even competing in the global market yet? We're not exporting or importing. What do you think is going to happen when the currency changes? Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen in the situation? We're going to be a hell of a lot worse for us. So we need to finally, we need to finally do this for real. Yeah. So, so what we're doing is we're making uh, very large quantities of of the nano solutions, and we don't stop with gold, silver, and platinum. You know, we're using tin, we're using magnesium, we're using zinc. It just depends on what they want. This includes fish farmers. This includes agriculturists, farmers, you know. And, look, the sky's the limit. But but all you got to do, if you're serious, is just stay tuned. Reach That's out right. to me. Uh, David, has my, uh, David has my information. We'll be making some announcements very, very soon, and uh, there will be opportunities. Right. You no, know, Doc, um, Doc is going to be on um, uh, tomorrow on um, on Blackonomics. Uh, we're going to put that in. You're going to, like Doc said, we're going to. You're going to hear from it. Where you know Doc is going to 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 break some information to you guys. You know what? This is the end of the show. Doc, as always, thank you so much for being a part of the solution because you could very easily have taken your technology elsewhere instead of having the passion for our people that you have. And, you know, another thing is that you could have, as many of us could have, we could have sold out for the dollar and taken some, you know, some jobs that no one would even know our names but would just see the effects of our work. And I just want to thank you 
for being who you are. Uh, listen, everyone, this is the end of the show. Doc, um, um, I'm going to give you a call like in the, um, in an hour or two. Peace. Uh, if you're going to be available. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Okay, great. Okay, everyone, this is the end of the show. Just want to thank you all for listening. This is why, you you know, stay tuned here to Tando and stay tuned to Black Talk Radio Network because the information is nonstop, especially in these times we have to prepare for and we, so that we can have a position of advantage instead of responding to a manufactured crisis that is targeting, targeting us and that always has been targeting us. We can establish our own societies, our own agenda can be adhered to. Morning, just want to thank you all for listening today. And remember, before you ask for a blessing, to be a blessing. Uh, God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. And much love and much respect. We'll talk to you later. Q&A session is over. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.